This is Toby Logson with your daily fix of wisdom on BibleStudyPodcast.org. In Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 to 23, Solomon writes, Wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. How long, O naive ones, will you love being simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate knowledge. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my word known to you. A koan is a Zen Buddhist saying or a story that can't be logically understood. A well-known koan, for example, says, two hands clap and there's a sound. What is the sound of one hand clapping? Well, like many cults and false religions, Zen Buddhism teaches that wisdom, real wisdom, is hidden and can only be accessed by a very select few who actually just spend their whole lifetime pursuing it. One must be enlightened or experience some type of mysterious spiritual awakening in order to find this type of wisdom, according to these false teachings. And you know, other people might say something like, uh, you know, you have to live and learn. But by the time you learn, you've run out of time to live. Well, Solomon has just finished briefly discussing one of the greatest temptations in life, and that is taking shortcuts. He now turns to the voice of wisdom, and he tells us that the voice of wisdom can be heard in the streets or in any place where you might find a lot of people. And it's in these types of places where a person can find wisdom. Rather than being mysterious or hidden, the Bible teaches us that wisdom is available to absolutely everyone. Rather than requiring some type of spiritual enlightenment, all that's really necessary to gather true wisdom is an ear that's willing to hear. Wisdom's call to the public at large is one of warning, judgment, and compassion. But foolish and simple-minded people simply don't want to be bothered by it. It's out there nonetheless, and it's available now like it's never been available before. There are libraries full of books and research journals. There are newspapers. There are thousands of colleges and universities, not to mention the internet. For the person who seeks wisdom, especially in this day and age of information technology, it's freely available. For the person who truly seeks it rather than ignoring it, wisdom offers the opportunity to turn from foolishness and have the spirit of wisdom poured out on them. What does this mean? It means that there are no excuses for foolishness that results in sinful actions. Nobody can say that the wisdom of God wasn't made available to them. It's available to all of us. All we have to do is receive it. I'm Toby Logson, and this has been your daily fix of wisdom on BibleStudyPodcast.org. Keep growing closer to Jesus. I'm Toby Logsdon, and this is your daily fix of wisdom on BibleStudyPodcasts.org. In Proverbs chapter 1, verses 24 to 27, Solomon writes, Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand, and no one paid attention, and you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes, when your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. You know, this last summer, Hurricane Bill passed along the eastern shore of the United States, which caused some serious waves to come crashing down along the coast. But these serious waves were seriously dangerous. In Acadia National Park in the state of Maine, rangers had been warning people for hours on end to stay away from the rocky cliffs overhanging the ocean. The chief ranger for the park said, We had rangers calling people back all day. But despite the warnings, nearly 10,000 
thousand visitors parked along the roadway nearby the cliffs to catch a glimpse of these massive waves crashing against the sides of the cliff. Well, gates were put up by the park rangers to close Thunder Hole, which was a popular place to see waves crashing down, and signs were even posted which warned people about the danger that was coming. Nevertheless, multitudes of people gathered on the line of rocks anyway. And at this point, you can probably guess what happened. Tragedy struck, and death ensued. And sadly, this story is very similar to the picture that Solomon is laying out for us in our passage here today. Solomon has personified wisdom in this passage, and he's told us that it's available to everyone who's willing to listen. And as our passage continues today, we see that wisdom is begging people to listen, even stretching out a hand to grab someone's attention. But the naive simple-minded people continue to walk right by and ignore wisdom's pleas. And as one might expect, tragedy ensues. Tragedy that would have been avoided if they would have just stopped and taken a moment to learn from wisdom. And there are several things which follow after this that Solomon lists. First of all, calamity strikes. Every person faces a potential disaster of some sort at some point in their life. To ignore it and avoid the warnings of it is to avoid preparing for it altogether. Secondly, dread comes. This word dread means being terrified or afraid of something. Such terror comes hardest when a person realizes that they could could have avoided a catastrophic situation, and now they're faced with the real dangers which result from having not paid attention to the words of wisdom. And finally, distress and anguish result from not taking the advice of wisdom. The person who has listened to wisdom can rejoice with the words of the psalmist who wrote, I shall sing of your strength. Yes, I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning, for you have been my stronghold and a refuge in the day of my distress. Unlike the fool who ignores the word, of wisdom, on a day or time that could go down as one of the worst in your life, the person who seeks the words of wisdom and heeds its advice and seeks shelter and refuge in the Lord has a reason to rejoice. The good news is that if you find yourself in a place of distress anyway, it's not too late. In Psalm chapter 18, verse 6, we read, In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry for help before him came into his ears. If that's where you find yourselves today, call out to the Lord for help. Sure, you would have been a lot better off if you would have been prepared, but the situation is never too big. For God to handle. These are the consequences of ignoring the words of wisdom. And you know what they say? They say a word from the wise is better than a word to the wise. I'm Toby Logs, and this has been your daily fix of wisdom on BibleStudyPodcasts.org. Keep growing closer to Jesus. I'm Toby Logsdon, and this is your daily fix of wisdom on BibleStudyPodcast.org. In Proverbs chapter 1, verses 28 to 30, Solomon writes, Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose fear of the Lord. They would not accept my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Of course, this is wisdom speaking, and this goes all the way back a few verses. It wasn't too many years ago when I brought my son to a lake and showed him how skilled I was at skipping stones across the water. One, two, three, four, you know, however many times or more, the stones would actually, you know, skip across the top of the water before finally fizzling out and sinking into the water. When my son tried to do the same thing, he did so without realizing that you have to skip a stone by using a swooping sidearm throw. 
The result was that he proved his ability to make a big splash with a stone in the water. Well, have you ever thrown even a somewhat small rock into a lake? It's amazing how far and how long the ripple effect lasts from even the smallest rock. Similarly, when we make unwise choices, there's something of a ripple effect which is caused by those choices. Let me take the illustration a little bit further for you. There's a businessman with a background in accounting who owns several shops with a retail franchise. When he opened a new shop, he was faced with a decision, whether to lease a retail spot which was more affordable but less visible, or to lease a retail spot which was fairly expensive but very visible. He chose the location which was cheaper but less visible. That wasn't necessarily unwise. After all, it was a calculated decision, but in signing the lease, he agreed that the only way to buy his end of the contract out was to pay the equivalent of more than three years of rent for the shop. As time went on, the shop began to struggle badly. The business owner quickly started losing money on the shop and consequently started cutting both pay and hourly wages of the employees. This was the ripple effect of the decision that he had made to sign into a contractual agreement that tied him inescapably to that location for several years. But you know, we all make both good and bad decisions. For the person who makes an unwise decision, they're often forced to deal with the consequences. It's too late to escape them once the ripple effect has started. And Solomon's telling us that there are two reasons why a person who's living with the consequences of unwise actions won't find wisdom. First of all, they hated knowledge. People hate wisdom because it's inseparably connected to the fear of God, and the unwise have no interest in going that direction. The second reason is that they have despised the reproof or the correction that wisdom would have dictated. We all have an opportunity to listen to wisdom and learn, but that window of opportunity doesn't stay open indefinitely. Eventually it closes, and we're left to deal with the consequences. So what should we do? Listen and learn while that window of opportunity is still open. And if you're in the middle of dealing with consequences, do so gracefully. Chances are good that the opportunity will present itself again soon. I'm Toby Logsdon, and this has been your daily fix of wisdom on BibleStudyPodcast.org. Keep growing closer to Jesus. I'm Toby Logsdon, and this is your daily fix of wisdom on BibleStudyPodcast.org. In Proverbs chapter 1, verses 30 to 32, we read, So they shall eat of the fruit of their own way, and be satiated with their own devices. For the waywardness of the naive will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me shall live securely, and will be at ease from the dread of of evil. And of course, this is wisdom speaking here, ending the chapter. Today we wrap up the opening chapter of the book of Proverbs with the closing arguments presented by wisdom, who's been personified to demonstrate that wisdom is freely available to anyone and everyone who's willing to receive it, and that there are ultimately going to be some very serious consequences for those who reject it. Solomon tells us that the waywardness of the naive will kill them, and that the complacency of fools will destroy them. Israel had been given some laws 
laws pertaining to agriculture. In Leviticus chapter 25, verse 4, God instructed them, During the seventh year the land shall have a Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord, and you shall not sow your field nor prune your vineyard. These agricultural principles were instituted for Israel's own good, and similar principles can actually be seen in practice today as well. Farmers rotate crops and use fertilizer to keep the soil rich, which is the same effect achieved by what God had commanded here. He promised that the crops would yield more than enough food in the years leading up to and following after this one Sabbath year, this one year of leaving the land alone. But what happened? Well, the people thought that they knew better than God and consequently ignored his command. Well, decades and centuries passed and the people continued to ignore God's command. Drought and famine were sent, but the people continued to think that they knew better than God. Finally, God sent the Assyrians and the Babylonians to deliver the consequences that God had warned them about in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 34, when he said that if they fail to obey, quote, then the land will enjoy its Sabbath all the days of the desolation while you are in your enemy's land. Then the land will rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. Being taken into captivity was the fruit of their own way, a bitter one at that. But wisdom ends this chapter with a word of hope. He says that if you listen and learn from wisdom, you'll live securely and you'll be at ease from the dread of evil. That's why righteous men like Noah, David, and Paul weren't too worried about the threats of evil men. That's why Jesus said that taking his words to heart demonstrates the wisdom of a person who builds their house on a solid foundation rather than on one that will ultimately wash away. Part of Jesus' teachings involved being at peace because we can trust in God's providence. He pointed out that God God provides for even the smallest birds, and thus we can know, because God values us more than birds, that he'll provide for us as well, if we'll just trust in him and learn from the wisdom he offers. I'm Toby Logsdon, and this has been your Fix of Wisdom on BibleStudyPodcast.org. Keep growing closer to Jesus.